we are yes okay yeah that was live go ahead start the show (laughs) good morning and welcome to another episode of fresh right off the uh the tap of music to my beers good morning i am zach miller and warren cluck it's exciting this is our first music to my beers of february 2021 and we're super pumped because every month we get through this season means another month we are closer to drinking outdoors again and you know what today is right Sunday. It's the big game. That's right. Tom Brady and the boys. Can you wait? Can, can you? Are you excited for that one? Uh, I'm. I'm. You know what I am because my team will never make it. I'm the exact <laughs> same excitement for every Super Bowl I am every year. I'm looking forward to gorging myself, having a few nice beers, and then watching some football, being entertained by the weekend halftime show, being entertained by some commercials. But I really, I don't really. Other than, other than the money I've put on my betting app this week, I don't really care who wins or loses as long as, you know, daddy cashes a couple of bucks. But, uh, no, it's, it's just it's fun because it's something that everybody watches, so mm. we all get to talk about it tomorrow, share our opinions. It's always fun to hear sports talk radio dissect it for like three weeks afterwards. Oh, man. They get so excited then for the NFL draft, and I know that you guys have a new quarterback. There's a, a new legacy in Detroit. Yeah, and if you want to talk about reasons to drink, finding out that your quarterback <laughs> of 12 years has been shuffled off, and you've got Jared Goff, like... That pretty much means the first three weeks of my season next year, I get to sit down and focus more on what I'm drinking and what's going on. But uh, no, it, it was fun to have my team in the news. But yeah, Super Bowl Sunday is just like eh, any other Sunday. I know the Bears had uh, had an appearance there a hot minute ago, so that was that was fun to be at least in the hunt. But uh, just the spectacle of it. Yeah, yeah, and yet I mean Tom Brady, he's like what the oldest quarterback now. Yeah, and uh, it's funny, too, because the older I get, it used to be, as you're a young man, when you're having beers for the big game, you're like, it's all about quantity. I'm going to crush a million of these things and be trash for work tomorrow. Oof. Now I'm 40. I'm like, I'm going to pick one or two really good beers that I'm going to nurse because i got to work tomorrow morning. I can't take <laughs> the Super Bowl, you know, the Monday after Super Bowl off. So I, I am looking forward to having a couple of decent ones tonight, but that's about as, as far as I go. We should talk about, uh, coming up next, of when I last drank super hard for the Super Bowl. And it was just a bad situation. Yeah. yeah still I, tasted in my mouth. I think 2008, 2009 was the last year I really went hard for the Super Bowl. And I, I still can almost feel in the back of my skull that regret that I had the next <sighs> morning where I'm like, I should have just jumped out of the bus on the way home and <laughs> let it run me over because this is terrible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Bruce for the big game a, l- a little bit later. We're also going to split one. So welcome to our first show in February. We're excited, man. 2021 so far is going relatively smooth for this beer show. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on whatever this is made of. Laminated <laughs> plywood. I don't know. But thank you for joining us for another week of Music to My Beers. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. It's Cluck, it's Zach, and uh, welcome to February. Welcome to the Super Bowl day, Super Sunday. Dude, how are we already here? It's like we were talking about this moment months ago. Is it even going to happen? Yeah, you know? that's right. I think I remember you and I talking in October and into November. We're like, you know, you don't know because some of the teams that started to have COVID issues crop up. Mm-hmm. But we got through it. Here we are. Another Super Bowl tonight, and uh, everyone's very excited. Let's talk for a minute. I don't want to wait till later in the show. I want to find out now the last time that young Zach Miller, and if you're new to the program, Zach's a little bit younger than I am. He's about, what, eight, nine years younger than me. So the memories of you going hard are much more vivid in your brain. Oh, man. When was uh, the last time you overdid it for the Super Bowl? It was uh, 2017. Okay. Four years ago, and my Falcons were in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, we're 28 and three. 
So that if you're going to halftime 28-3, I would say, if that were me, I would start drinking heavily because my team is going to cruise through the second half of the game for an easy victory. And I did. And I did. I opened up. I got a, We got a Pliny. I think each of us got a Pliny from uh, Stephen Yoon. Yeah, that's um, right. He would drop them off at the station. And so um, I opened mine early, and I shared it with the room, got out the champagne glasses so we could all have a little bit of the Pliny and stuff. And I'm like, cheers, cheers. Yeah, 28-3. We're at halftime. And then the game, for whatever reason, they come out of the locker room that next half, and they the defense can't hold Brady and his boys, and they just steamroll right over the Falcons. And as they're steamrolling, I am chugging a Zaka's from a oh. Founders. And that's like a seven, six, seven point beer. On a school night, Zach. On a school night. I felt like death the next morning. I was like, I'm never drinking that hard on a Sunday night again. Uh, I think I saw you later in the day on Monday. And, you know, you're usually fresh faced and pretty smiley, but you look like a dead version of you. Like you had died three days, three days earlier. No one told you. (laughs) you, Have you gone hard since? No, not on a Sunday like that. No. Um, And just... I think just because it was so awful. I mean, I've gone hard on certain days, but not not ever like that on a Sunday night where we got to work the next morning. And I'm finding myself over at the Chinese restaurant getting all that I possibly can because I just need grease in my belly. And it's You're just like, the worst. Lord, let these Rangoons undo my sitting from last night. It's awful. Well, it's got to be awful, too, because then you have to wake up. Not only are you hungover, but everywhere you turn, they're talking about an historic comeback from Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. it's uh, and, and But once you... Once you Sort of shake yourself out of that. And, you know, I don't know. If my Lions ever made it to the Super Bowl, I might break open the cellar and be like, boys, we're doing all of this tonight. This is going to be this is going to be a special night. But the older you get, the more uh, with these special occasions on a weeknight, especially Sunday into a Monday, I'm, I'm totally fine with popping something crazy. One, mm-hmm. maybe two. Yeah. And just taking your time with it. It's a perfect idea. I've been talking all winter long how I like to take one big stout that I would normally share mm-hmm. and just take my time with it and work your way through it over the course of a couple hours. Super Bowl is a great, uh, great opportunity for that. But if your team is in it, this is the only thing that I would say about the next day maybe taking off. If your team is the Bucks or the Chiefs, I would take off tomorrow. Just because win or lose, you're going to need to recover. Because your team is in the big dance. Like It's the, the biggest game of... like. Who knows? The, the Lions could be there in the next 10 years, and and you could be celebrating that night oh, Zach, and going going long into the evening. You know nothing about I've, the Detroit Lions fandom. I know. We all know. We're hoping for 10 years. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, these things, they're not for us. Uh, so, yeah, I think later on today, I might I might reach back into the, into the Bourbon County a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, maybe have one or two of those, because some of my... We talk about on the show that you, uh, they, those bottle condition for up to five years, so I like to keep a couple from each year and, and let them go the full five and see how they taste. So it's time to start clearing out my 2016s. You yeah. Know, I feel like a car dealer. All the 2016s must go. <laughs> I've got too much inventory. Time to blow these out. So I'm gonna, I have to get rid of those before the uh, before the fall rolls around again, and then we restart our drinking calendar all over again. Yeah, I would I would definitely drink up the 2016s because they say on the bottle they, they hold for five years, but I had even a 2019 just recently, and it it was a wheat wine, so it wasn't one of the big stouts, but it still, to me, I, I would have drank that one fresh. I wish I could have drank it fresh. I'm starting to find out with Bourbon County uh, is that the, the regular Bourbon County brand stout mm-hmm. holds up great. And oh, it yeah. changes, and it you know matures. The th- different flavors drop off. One, some of them are more. The variants, mm. 
It's best to do in the first year or two max. Okay, so Lord uh, Grey, or what's what's the Earl Grey one? The Earl Grey one, and uh, one I'm thinking of in particular is the Northwoods from a couple of years ago, the blueberry version. Ooh. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. It's time to, time to boot them because, I, you know, what am I going to do? Hold on to them until they're ruined? Well, and hopefully that blueberry's fallen off, too, because, I mean, you and I, we're not blueberry fans. No, but... <laughs> no, but uh, I remember that one. That one was a little bit better than, than Founder's Lizard of Cause, which mm. to me is the uh, high watermark for awful blueberry stouts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big day. Obviously, big game on tap a little bit later on. We just talked about maybe the last time we went hard or things we're planning on drinking. To you, let's say that fantasy football fan, we don't have to get up early next, tomorrow. We have a manageable evening. What, what do you... Constitutes a great big game lineup. Um, I start with, uh, believe it or not, I start with the bigger beer early because I want to get that one out of the way. I want to remember the flavor, and I think you were talking about just last segment the the sipping on one, you know, and yeah. letting it coast. Like whether it's one of those big stouts. Speaking of big stouts, I've got a one for a split one today. I'm not telling you what it is. I'm but excited. It's good. Um, but. Typically letting that like come up to temperature and then, you know, enjoy that during the pregame stuff and all the festivities. And typically we have people coming over or we're going over to somebody's house. Um, and if I'm going over to somebody's house, then I know that I've got to drive later on. So yeah. it's more like you start and then you kind of pull up, pump, pump the brakes a little bit as you get later into like the, you know, halftime, maybe ease it a little bit and or, or get a DD, like drink responsibly, drink some water. Am I going down a rabbit hole right now trying no, to tell hey, you how I to mean, drink? No, no, no. I mean, you know what? It is always the message I have to legally save music to my beers that we encourage you to enjoy responsibly. Enjoy responsibly. Get a designated driver, Uber, Lyft, you name it. Man, you bring up a great point, though. The the bigger, not more necessarily more expensive, but the more, uh, mm, not even impressive. Whatever beer you're looking forward to the most, it's best to drink early because every craft beer enthusiast I know of is at that same night where you start with... X beer, you work your way through. By the end of the night, you're getting big and braggy, and you're dragging yeah. up the big stuff, and you don't really remember it all. No. Or worse yet, you wake up, and you've got like a third of a bottle left that's been sitting there, <laughs> and you're like, wow, I just wasted one of the beers I was looking forward to drinking the most. So I think I like your idea of drinking the big ones first, and then coasting as the night gets a little bit on. Uh, and share it as well. Like, if you bring something big to the party, and you've got maybe six or seven other people that, you know, would enjoy it like i've done that before where it's we've opened up a dark lord early on in the evening and six or seven of us have split it and had a little taste and enjoyed it and so we've got that one and then like the side hustle beer too it's also fun if you're going somewhere and uh you've still got time to, to make this happen um instead of bringing your standard 12 pack of whatever you picked up at the bottle shop swing by your local craft brewery here in town pick up a couple of crawlers Ooh yeah because one they're 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 going to be perfect when you when you break them out a little bit later on today for the game. But also, they're not going to go to waste. You're not going to have any left over. And, you know, it's, it's split a couple. You're like, hey, I brought this, this, and this. And you, everybody takes a taste. And it's kind of a, a nice way to progress your way throughout the game while also, you know, maintaining because, well, work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think about uh, the last time that I went hard on that Super Bowl. I started out at Crooked U because a couple of buddies down my street were like, hey, Falcons are in the Super Bowl. Let's go out for a pregame drink. This was even before the party started at our house. And so we went out for a couple of beers, and I like that idea because then you're bringing stuff to the party, especially whether or not they live here in town or you know over in Elkhart or Goshen, then you're bringing something that they can't necessarily get all the time. So you're going up to Bear Hands, you're getting a uh, Growler, you're going over to Evil Check, you're getting a Crowler. Yeah, and it's also, uh, as far as, because you don't want to, there's that awkward thing that you do where you have like, let's say you bring a 12-pack, mm -hmm. and there are like only four taken out of it. 
And you're like, I know it's going to be a good visitor thing to do to leave all these beers, but also, like, I feel pretty bad. Those aren't beers that I'm taking home. So this is a way to kind of cut cost a little bit, cut waste, and also make you seem like more of a hero when you're a cut above. Because who wouldn't like to see a couple of crawlers of stuff they've never had pop in from whether it's Yaki Dog, Ocean Brewing, whoever? I would love that. What do you what do you typically do on the the big game or for the big game? What are what is your advice going into it? Uh, I I just just keep it to keep it to a couple, and it's funny because this year is different than obviously last year. You know these unprecedented times. <laughs> Uh, there's not going to be a group of like 15 of us hanging out uh, later tonight. It's just going to be a, literally a few of us, and everybody's got to work the next day. So we're going to have one, two, maybe three, and that's going to be it. I might break out one thing to share, but everybody's in the same boat, so you're just kind of like, well, we're old. We have to work. Let's let's just you know slow down a bit. But it does make you a little bit wistful for those heavy, heady days when you're like, yes, we're Damn. going all night. <laughs> I've got college in the morning, and I don't care. Just the let the celebration continue, man. It is. It's. It was one of those things that I always looked forward to, even even in college. And we were 21, but we couldn't buy beer in Indiana, so we'd drive up to the border. Because I mean, who didn't think it's Super Bowl Sunday? We should buy it Saturday night. Yep. No, we never think about that. We no. always plow through whatever we had on Saturday, and we'd go up to Union, Michigan, and get it. At, um, on Sundays. Well, thank goodness those days are behind us. And we pulled the state kicking and screaming almost into the 21st century. Thank you, Gubna. <laughs> Gubna. Thank you for, and thank you for joining us here on Music to My Beers. We have a lot of show to get to. We're going to split one a little bit later on. We'll give you some recommendations, uh, some booze, some things we've been into or things we want to try next hour. We'll get to, uh, you know what, what's coming ahead in the drinking weeks and months ahead. Oh, yeah. And we're going to break things down and uh, pair beer to a movie in our B-movie segment next. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers B Movie. And welcome back to Music to My Beers. Glad to have you aboard. Uh, this is the corner of the show we carve out to do a little uh, shucking and jiving. We're going to mix beer with some cinema. We pick a movie every week that kind of goes with our theme. And we give it a ratings uh, system based on one beer. We really, really love it. Or 12 beers. It is absolute hogwash. And the rating system, if you've listened to more than three episodes of Music to My Beers, you know, is wildly inaccurate and really doesn't mean anything. It's typically we're like one or yeah. two. So Zach has picked out this week's movie, and I think in honor of one of the uh, one of the teams playing tonight, right? Yeah, Big Brady's team, you know, with the Buccaneers. So with all those swashbucklers down there in Tampa Bay, um, and I mean, we're NFC guys, right? Yes. Are you cheer- Are you rooting for Tampa Bay or are you rooting for Chiefs? Uh, I think my money dictates that I'm a big Tom Brady fan tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> Going for the long dollar. So because they are in the Super Bowl, we decided to do Pirates of the Caribbean, the original, the OG, the Curse of the Black Pearl. For this week's B-movie. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. I remember when this one came out, I saw it in theaters, absolutely loved it. I thought, like, there was... Who was it? Jerry Bruckheimer was behind this one. Yeah, he's the big uh, the big name Massive. producer. He, it was massive. It was like it was the coolest thing that I'd ever seen. And I'm like, this is a Disney ride that is like it's so so. It's animatronic, very Westworld like, where you're going through and you see all the characters and stuff as you're on this raft down in Orlando. And I'm like, how can they make a movie out of it that's actually going to be somewhat decent? And they did. It was huge. It was. Uh, I think it won a bunch of awards. Um, it put. I mean, Johnny Depp was already on the map, but it like created that household name for him. I feel like they're like Johnny Depp can do no harm. 
Or no wrong. He uh, was. We would learn later that that was, in fact, a lie. <laughs> it was a lie. He had a young Keira Knightley. It's like a, she was one of her early roles in uh, Orlando Bloom. I loved it. I absolutely, um, I could watch this one over and over, and I did. Like when it first came out and it was on DVD and whatnot, even when it shows up on TV, I would watch it um, a bunch of times. Uh, I'm going to go with one, just one. One um, barrel-aged victory at sea. From Ballast Point. Oh, all right. Yeah, because that one. Um, what? Who? Who's the the barrel? I'm thinking. I I don't know. I'm blanking right now. <laughs> uh, I'll jump in here and go next. And I remember when this when this movie first started hitting the uh, the rounds that it was coming out. Not even the trailers. I thought the same thing you did. I thought they're going to make an entire movie based on a, on a not even the best ride at Disney World. No, we've all seen the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Herky Jerky, you know, <laughs> you know, all ye who enter here be warned or whatever. And I thought that's what a stupid thing. And then we saw the trailer, and you start to get, oh man, they're going to make this big. And then I remember going in and seeing the seeing it and thinking that was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I went in with relatively low expectations. I didn't know is this going to be based one hundred percent on the ride. They just using this as sort of a. And there are Easter eggs in there. If you're a big fan of the ride or you've been on it as a kid, you remember some of the things that you see in the movie and think, oh, eh. <laughs> I gotcha. And it wound up being the uh, the biggest box office smash of 2003, and then would tee up the rest of the franchise to go out and make billions of dollars. But you're right. This didn't necessarily make Johnny Depp a, a household name, but it put him in the, in the public eye for the next 20 years as Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. There's a whole cottage industry of people who impersonate uh, Captain Jack. And he, who who was his biggest influence? Uh, Keith Richards or yeah, something? Who made an appearance in, I think, the second or third one. Uh, I'm going to give this a beer that I didn't necessarily like initially, but I've gradually warmed up to, and now if I see it on tap when I'm traveling, I'll grab it. Uh, My brother-in-law is from uh, Baltimore, that whole area, and he's a big fan of Heavy Seas. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you got to try, you know, you got to try Heavy Seas. So I tried, I think it was the Tropicana, and I tried first. It was okay. And then they have one called Double Cannon, which is their Imperial Double IPA. It's 9.5%. Ooh. And the first time I tried it, I was like, wow, this, it was like, it was just too malty and too just oh, that caramel malty at the end of it, that kind of boozy hotness. Yeah. Didn't have a good balance. No, but it, and it's funny. I had six, so I drank the first one. I'm like, this is lousy. And by the second one, I thought, mm, I don't like this very much at all. Hard by, pass. by the time I worked my way through the third or fourth one that day, I thought I'm starting to get it a little bit now. So now I kind of, I know what I'm getting when I expected. There are sometimes you want a double to taste like it's a double to mm. be that boozy, sticky, malty hotness. Yeah. And there are other times when you want a double to taste like, you know, a ton of raspberries crashed into a sour. So uh, if I'm in the mood for something particularly stiff and malty, and I know that my wife doesn't want to drink any because she can't stand the stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I, I reach for some heavy seas double can. And it's really, it's available just about everywhere around town. So if you see it, purple cans, grab it, pick it up, and uh, either be disappointed or don't. But I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this movie two. Okay. Nine yeah. and a half. Because it's it's still a, as far as the franchise tone setter, it's great. It's oh. uh, it was very amusing, and also it, it made me think, oh, you can turn a ride into a movie. So when Haunted Mansion came out, and all the rest of the uh, things that have followed, you're like, okay, I got you. Yeah, I found the uh, the barrel by the way, High West Barrels Victory oh, at Sea. There we go, twelve percenter. 12%. So, I'd go for one of those. Our, and there be our B movie for this week. In years past, we've been drinking the entire show. We sort of lose focus and our palates change, so we like to put the spotlight on one particular brew in uh, per show. And Zach brought this year, or this week's, uh, what is this? This is one that I found out in Atlanta. It was going to be a Christmas show beer. 
Um, because typically for our Christmas show, we bring in like three or four, you know, yeah. each, and then we split them and we do it up. Yeah, do we it invite up. some of our coworkers and colleagues in, and and kind of it's kind of our own Dark Lord Day where we have like a oh who got their hands on what you know type thing. And yeah. um, I found this down in Atlanta at one of the liquor stores down there, and I thought you know this would be one for Christmas. It would say it was bottled on. Uh, twelve three of eighteen, and it's an anniversary stout from Westbrook, which is uh, around uh, Charleston, South Carolina, where your sister and brother in law are actually moving out of. And so I thought, hey, let's celebrate that, right? Yeah, it was funny, <laughs> and uh, I was just planning on going down there to visit last last spring when all the pandemic nonsense hit. But I wanted to go down and actually like tour Charleston because it's a huge that and and uh, Asheville, a ton of cities down there are massive craft beer destinations. And I'll say this about uh, Charleston too is that if you're looking, if you're a foodie and you're into um, Southern comfort food, Charleston, South Carolina has the most amazing restaurants, some of the best food, the best shrimp and grits I've ever had in my life. I like dream about these shrimp and grits because they were so good. Shrimp and grits, shrimp and grits, and then there was also this. Um, you know, Chick Fil A has their chicken biscuits. Yes, I had a chicken biscuit at one of the restaurants where it was just doused in sausage gravy. Wow! So this is three years old. Three years, yeah. That's two, um, that's 2018. So that would be technically now Westbrook's 11th anniversary. Wow! It was a, an imperial stout brewed with pecans. Or pecans. Pecans. Winter spices and vanilla is added to this one. So this should be interesting. It comes in, it clocks in at a 9%. I've had a couple of different stouts from Westbrook over the years. They're, they do great stuff. They've got a Mexican cake that's fantastic. That's what I think they're most known for, right? Uh, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. I get in a bad, I get in like a bad geographical uh, tunnel. What are you doing? Give me more. Well, I didn't know if you needed a picture or you oh, want more. I got it. I got it. Let's drink this thing. Okay. Let's drink this bad boy. You go first. This okay. is your your bomber. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. I get a little bit of that raisinous dried fruit on the nose. I do, too. Oh, wow. It's got some spice to it, too. It still holds up. It kind of reminds me of... Um, it's got a little bit of cinnamon in there. I'm getting, a, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that, too. It tastes... It tastes like a boozy cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That's interesting. Oh. Wow. Yeah, the, bo- yeah. the body's not too thick and syrupy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's good. They said our eight, for our eighth anniversary, they obviously do a different one every year. Yeah. They do a chocolatey pecan cookie in beer form, roasted pecans, uh, winter spices, vanilla blend with a stark roasted malt and candy syrup. That's what I'm getting for the decadent dessert delight because it's, it does kind of smell like... You know, like raisin or um, dried plum, prune. It's funny. Whenever I get that scent, I always think of that Sam Adams Utopias we had that had that really overpowering just raisin prune, that that really pungent. So now whenever Mm -hmm. I smell a little bit of that in another beer, it immediately makes you think, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It takes you back to that $200 bottle. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, this is great. Uh, And it's even, I think where this thing really shines, this Westbrook is on the back end because that's when the flavors really open up. I'm going to be interested to see how this progresses through the uh, the course of the hour because, well, it's a bomber. We're going to be sipping this for probably the remainder of the show. Oh, yeah. It's still got a little bit of heat there towards towards the back end there. Um, Start coming up. Mm. Yeah. And I know that some people like a lot of uh, alcoholy, boozy heat on their stouts or at the end of their barrel age stuff. Some people don't. I don't really mind either or, mm-hmm. because if the booze is falling off and it lets some of the other flavors come out and shine a bit, I don't mind that. But also, if it's still hot and lets you know, um, I have uh, an, uh, 
a backwoods bastard from a couple of years ago Ooh. recently. Yeah, still still the heat of that thing, man. Just hot coming out of the pipe. <laughs> but I didn't mind it because it also thinks, okay, if, if it was the, if it's this hot now, how hot must it have been when it was right off the uh, the, the bottling line? So, Zach, this is perfect. What are you going to give it on the old untapped? Um, I'm going to give it at least a 4-2, maybe 4-3. Yeah, I think I'm going to be right there about a 4.25. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do quarter stars because I'm not a supporter of untapped app like Zach is. Um, it's too bad you traded away that uh, DKML because it's another one that's a heavy hitter, a hot, hot beer. Yeah, I bought a ton of that when it first came out, so I had a lot. Like my brother and I killed a ton of it one day. And it just did. I'm not saying it'll make you go to the torch, but it can make you go to the torch. <laughs> what? It is time for the pick six. Every week, Zach and I throw three beers apiece into a mixer sixer. Could be three beers. Uh, could be beers we're hot on. Could be beers we are not hot on. I threw in one last week and garbaged all over it. Or it could be beers that we haven't gotten yet and we're dying to try. So um, this is our pick six. I'm going to go first because the first one I saw, I'm going to throw in the, the uh, pick six. It's not available down here. You pretty much needed to be at Bell's General Store earlier in the week to get it. Oh, I know. But they released their Black Hearted. Bell's worldwide, world famous for their two-hearted. We've had uh, double two-hearted. We have had light-hearted, and they also do a February variant that the, they've done a couple of years now. It's black-hearted. It's a black IPA. So jealous! I wanted that one. The first time I ever had a black IPA, I was in Grand Rapids at Founders uh, at the Brew Pub, and they had you know their their all day IPA. They had an all night version, which was just sort of an inverted black version of their all day. Um, and I loved it. It was great because you get that thin IPA body, but that real stiff, malty backbone of something uh, a little heavier. Yeah. And it was, I don't want to say kind of like Guinness. I like Guinness on a 10 scale, maybe a four. It's all right, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll have one every St. Patty's Day just as a, but I, I pretty much move along. But it's got that same sort of thin profile. And uh, I would love. I, I haven't been able to find a buddy with a black hearted yet, so I'm still dying to try it. But <laughs> I, that when I when I see the bottle and I see that's what they're releasing, I think, oh man, I remember that that all night IPA I had. That was fantastic. Oh, I uh, would love to get up there and and try it. The other one I'm going to throw in. Uh, the second one is one I've been meaning to try. And it's called Brownie Points from Maplewood. Mm. I've had three or four things from Maplewood. I know they they, have, they offer a ton of stuff. They have stouts. They have pilsners. They have uh, a load of hazies that we're into. Son of Juice, Juice Pants, and Juice Jorts were the three big ones that I had last summer. Fat Pug Night was one of the last things that I did at, uh, before the pandemic was at uh, Hop Station. I took my wife there for the first time, and they were having a, a tap takeover with Maplewood, and they had different variations of Fat Pug. It was incredible. So delicious. The brownie points... It, the, it's funny because I don't know anything about Maplewood. They just showed up one day. They're out of Chicago, I think, right? Yeah, they're out of Chicago. There's a brewery, and they're also a distillery, but uh, they just showed up out of the blue. I think Old Man Ernie turned me on to Juice Pants, and everything I've had from them has been fantastic, but I know nothing about them. And uh, this Brownie Points, I've seen it for sale around town, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet. And maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do that tonight. It'll be my opening sipper, but it's a brown ale with vanilla. Comes in at 5, 5.7, so it's not going to be too rough on me tomorrow morning. Ooh. Yeah, but there's stuff, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm so hesitant to start peeling through their lineup when I see it. I'm such a big, a big fan of the the juice pants that I'm like, well, I don't want to try something else that's not that good. <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to ruin my palate for that. I don't want to ruin my palate for that. And then the other one I'm going to throw in, and I know we had it on the show for a split one last week, but I had another one since then, is the uh, Pina Colada Smooge. Mm-hmm. From uh, from Michigan. So good. I will say, and you did the research after the show last week, and you texted me, and you're like, hey, dude, I found out how many calories one of those smooges are. It's not 100. No, it's not 100. <laughs> and you know what, Alex? It's not even 200. That is a, uh, it is a 
It's a 300 calorie drink, but that did nothing to taper my excitement for that thing. <laughs> I had one more uh, last week. My wife and I split one. I thought, man, this. It made me so excited that summer's coming. I'm like, it's February on Monday. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, summer's coming. But uh, it's just, it's got that taste. And I don't even care. You know, I'll do a couple extra 20, 30 minutes of uh, cardio to, to make up for it. But it. It's just great. And I haven't had a chance to try their strawberry banana yet, but that's the next one I'm going to go for. I've heard it's amazing because I know somebody who went up to the Brass Eye and they got the two four packs yeah. up there. And she said strawberry banana is just absolutely incredible. One of my favorite Sobies, remember those? The glass bottle back in the oh, day? Oh, yeah. Was the Pepto-Bismol-looking pink one, but that was strawberry banana. It was awesome. I miss Sobies. Yeah. I love their green teas. Yeah, what did Sobie ever do wrong? All of a sudden, they were just gone one day. Did they get, like, sold to uh, Arizona or no? I think the glass bottle sort of fell out of favor. Yeah. You know. He'll, he'll do that. Smashing them. The teens probably are what did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the fights. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's my three. I'll clear the floor for Zach. Um, so I think we talked about this last show. Uh, Half Acres coming into town here soon. And I'm really looking forward to not only Daisy Cutter, but also I had this one time. It's a hazy pale ale from them. It's called, I might be butchering this, but I'm going to just say it's called Tome. Or Tome. Tome. T-O-M-E. I'm going to say it's Tome. Tome. Like a book is a tome. Oh. What if that's where they got it from? I mean, the the uh, logo looks great, but I've had it one time, and I had it when I picked it up at uh, Benny's Beverage Depot. Okay. If you can't find it at Benny's, it ain't worth drinking. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm going to add that one into the list. The other one um, is Elysian Space Dust, because you can't go wrong with the... It's an affordable IPA. I remember when that first came out, we were all stunned at how hot that, like how high the ABV is. It's an eight point one percent IPA. Yeah, it's almost one more than two hearted. Yeah, that they let you buy for like ten bucks a sixer. I would, I, I would totally um, just sip on those all day long today if I had them. The one fun thing about uh, Elysian in general is that I know you're supposed to be a craft beer purist and say, you know, to hell with Anheuser Busch, AB InBev, whatever. But the fact that that Elysian is an AB InBev product. You can get it anywhere. Crazy mm-hmm. places. It's going to be on draft. I don't. That, for that, I don't have a problem with it. No, I, I absolutely. It's one of my favorites. Go to the ballpark. It just brings back Thirsty Thursday memories. Yeah. Was that the hot take you came to this beer show for today? Because boom, we delivered. There it is. We don't care. It's available everywhere. The more it's distributed, the more we can get it. Guzzle, guzzle, buddy. Get it on. Uh, you know, the not only the six barrels, you get it on half barrels, um, which is pretty great. Uh, the last one that I'm going to throw in, you mentioned Bell's earlier, and I'm going to mention a Bell's beer because I had this one before Christmas, and it was absolutely phenomenal, super fresh, um, and I hope that they make it again because it looks like just a one-off. But the Side Yard Ale, have you heard of that one? Mm-mm. It's their uh, Fresh Hopped New England-style IPA. It was one of the best. It is It outdoes official. It was one of the best hazies that I've had. And I, I forgot. Um, I, I don't think you could even get it here in town. I got it. Somebody actually just gave it to me. Um, it's a kind of a special gift. Oh, yeah, a, a special gift, to go. gift. A special gift. I know. So have, you, I, have you tried the same Adams Wicked Hazy yet? No. Is it good? Go for it. Okay. All day. I was stunned. I probably should have put that in my in my pick six. Ooh, I might do that. I might head to the store after this and pick that up for uh, the game. It's like nine bucks, and I remember grabbing it, thinking this is either going to be great, it's going to suck, but it, for for the price point and the availability, it's an outstanding hazy IPA. And I'm I'm not a Sam Adams Boston Lager guy. I love the commercials. I am completely tapped out on the beer. I don't care about it. The latest one's hilarious, where they let go of the Clydesdales. 
Have you oh, seen that one? I haven't seen it. Oh, man. Because Budweiser this year is not doing a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. They're putting that money towards uh, COVID awareness and whatnot. So Sam Adams is running in certain markets. And it's it's hilarious because the guys out there drinking and they let the Clydesdales off the wagon and the Clydesdales just go buck wild through this town. You got to check it out. <laughs> uh, moving forward, obviously today a huge day. We have Super Bowl Sunday. The big game's coming up later on. Uh, we get to say Super Bowl because they haven't given us any money for sponsorship. So uh, I don't want to wait till the end of the segment because we're having a beers. We're having a good time. What are your picks for later? Like who I think is going to, or my beers that I'm going to be drinking later. No, man. Who's going to win the game? Who's going to win the game? Brady. Tom Brady, for sure. You think? He is going to show up, and he's going to show Patrick Mahomes how it's done. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think, and I think it's going to be Buccaneers 28-21. Ooh, okay. You Did know. you get that that little um, block on the chart? Did you take 28 and 21? The squares? The squares? No. No, okay. no I, don't, I don't do squares. Okay. I, <laughs> squares to me were always like what my aunts and uncles did. They had to run around every bar in town. They're like, I'm on squares, boards at 37 pubs around town. I got to dole out all this money. But uh, Super Bowl is fun because you can gamble and, and, uh, and drinking, obviously, encouraged. We're going to see a lot of great beer commercials tonight. We're going to have a lot of great beers tonight. Mm-hmm. What are you starting? What do you think you're going to start off with? Um, definitely a 2016 Bourbon County, just regular. And I have a couple of oddball um, uh, from the brewery. Oh, yeah. Like sours and a couple of other uh, oddball ones that I've, I've got to drink. You know, they're just sitting now there for no special occasion. And in my beer cellar, I've got a lot, predominantly stouts, and I've got a couple of uh, a couple of sours and some other things. But, man, do they all get overlooked when it's time to go down and pull something. So I've got stouts down there that are, that are you know three, four, five years old, but I've got sours down there I haven't touched. I don't know when I even got them or how, how they came into my possession, but I need to get through them because by the time <laughs> I've gone downstairs, I'm like, woo, I need to pull up something awesome. So these aren't the ones that you shipped back from Arizona the one time? No, okay. no, no. These are uh, these are just regular ones that I've found around town. So uh, I'm, I'm probably going to start with that. Then, honestly, dude, I'm probably going to shift down to Miller Lite after that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to go light. Lighter's better. I have special light from Hams that will just be my coasting beer. Um, and then I'm going to have to, I think I will pick up the Wicked Hazy and try that one because it, it just sounds good. Yeah, I was impressed. And this show, is as much as we're a fan of the hard-to-get stuff, the uh, once-in-a-lifetime tries, I'm also a huge fan of the stuff that you don't have to work for and that you don't have to shell out a lot of money for. And that Sam Adams Wicked Hazy, if you're on the fence about it, grab a 12-pack. It's awesome. It's a lot like Bell's Official, but a little bit cheaper. You can share it with the boys, you know? Buy a whole round for the entire like group. Plus, you could say like it's wicked. Hey, you could pretend you have a terrible Boston accent. It's wicked hazy. Wicked hazy. Wicked hazy. <laughs> I have a terrible Boston accent. So there, if you were looking, uh, if you were looking for the big game prognostication from Music to My Beers, you just got it. A couple of dudes think Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to pull this thing out. My hope is that Tom Brady wins, retires, rides off into the sunset, and we never have to hear from him again. What if he goes to Detroit? Let somebody else have a turn. Why would he go to Detroit? Let someone else have a turn. He's a Michigan guy. You know, it's fun because we're witnessing greatness, and it's it's fun to see a guy in the middle of doing something that's going to be talked about for 50, 80, you know, 70 years down the road. But at the same time, like, give someone else a chance. I know. How many quarterbacks have come and gone? Like, Phillip Rivers. All these guys have been... Pushed out of having chances to win a Super Bowl because Brady is always there. Isn't Brett Brett Favre was there quite a bit too? Didn't he? He went to the Vikings after they, they were uh, they were right there. But it, it's the same thing with the Chicago Bulls. Like while they were oh, doing yeah. their thing, that was great. But by the time '98 the season came and went, you know everybody else in the world that didn't like the Chicago Bulls or Michael Jordan's like give someone else a chance. 
<laughs> you know, get some different names. I was so excited a couple weeks ago because I thought the Bills and, you know, I was like, oh, the Bills might be in it. The Browns might be in it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And uh, and here we have Brady and Mahomes. So back to back for Kansas City. So what time are you going to start tonight? Drinking? Yeah. Um, probably here shortly after the show. The more like we sit here and three. talk, the more we're sipping this Westbrook, the more I think, like, you know, a couple cruiserweights wouldn't hurt me. Maybe take a nap after the show. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, get a couple things done. All right. All right. Time to... Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Don't blow it, Miller. Woo, woo, woo. It's time to break down uh, what's going on. Um, I know that you mentioned the Wicked Hazy from Sam Adams yeah. as being a, an option. Now, uh, Dogfish Head has their own version of a Hazy coming out. It's called Hazy O, and it's nationwide shipping. You might have seen it. It kind of looks like a target with the bullseye and everything. Um, an arrow from, you know, darts and whatnot. But... Uh, Sam Cologne, he says, you know, it features a bunch of high-quality culinary ingredients. It's the oats that are really the star of the show. So, clocks in at a five point uh, or five percent. So, it's an easy sipper for I, hazy. You know, what, uh, as far as Dogfish Head goes, I hadn't seen this beer in probably five years. But I was out shopping last weekend, didn't buy any, but it's still sitting there if I wanted. Higher math, remember that? Oh, dude, that's yeah. like seventeen or eighteen percent golden ale. They did so good. Yeah, I think the last time we had one may have been like five. It was in the first couple of years of this program, so it may have been five years ago. But I thought about picking one of those up. I used to have a bunch of those, the worldwide stouts, and uh, uh, the I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the the double or triple yeah. IPA, the um, hundred twenty minute. 120 minutes. Yeah. There. I just have a whole bunch of those downstairs. Those are great beers to have to fatten out your cellar because they're not really hard to get, not super expensive. No, and at 120 minute, you can actually save. And um, I want to say that I had one that was four years old and it was absolutely delicious. Didn't ha- have any hot flavoring at all. It was more of like a barley wine, but it drank so good. Early in my craft beer fandom, I, somebody had to be 120 minute and said, try this, you know, some night. So I was home alone and I drank it and I. Got through half of it before I felt like, wow, I don't feel very, like, I, my face is hot, bro. And I turned the bottle over and thought, oh, no, I'm in some trouble. This is very strong. We had that one at the... I at, better call for pizza right now. <laughs> Let's get pizza. Stat. Um, I, I'm the same way with that one because buddies and I, we heard that it was on tap. And this is back in the days of Hop Slam where you're chasing that next biggest hop bite of the like the highest IBUs. And we go to the bar and all of us ordered the 120 minute and we're like... Oh, this is a little sweet. I don't, I don't particularly care for this. I don't know what it is. I mean, it shouldn't have like double, triple, quadruple the hops that I normally would, but not about the one twenty minute. And it wasn't until later that I started to appreciate it more. Yeah, that's a fun one. So good. So, um, speaking of West Coast or East Coast, where am I at? Um, the other one that's coming out is um, from uh, Yingling. Have All you right. seen the, the mango beer? It's called the Raging Eagle Eagle Mango. It's like a fruit added to the lager. I have not. It comes in a 16-ounce can. It looks pretty good. Um, it's a 6% Pilsner. Boy, I bet the Yangling people love hearing that. Like Zach Miller of Music of My Beers. Yeah, he said it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think it's okay. I, I mean, the Hershey's is all right. Did I give you a Hershey's? Yeah, and we had one. Uh, I think we had one on the show, maybe, but I, I had one. It, and it, you're right. That's that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They're trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, I, we were mentioning the group earlier. God, and it sounded so snobby, didn't it? It's all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Brandon, our buddy from Niles Brewing Company, he had a, a little bit of uh, suspension of service. Their Taver is no longer sending stuff to Michigan. Did you I, hear about that? I saw that on his Facebook earlier this week. Yeah. 
So what happened? Is it a legislative change? Probably. Um, it says we'll no longer be able to sell Tabor members in Michigan, and your current crate will unfortunately have to be the last one. So it, I, it's got to be that because um, I don't know if the legislative thing went through where basically you can't have beer delivered to I, you anymore. Dude, I really would have thought like that the pandemic would have pushed the Tabor and, and, and similar systems because I know that uh, earlier this week, Uber Eats picked up Drizzly, and Drizzly is a, an alcohol delivery app. So I would have thought that the pandemic and everybody working from home had suddenly kicked that door open and said, this is you know what people want. This is how we're going to be able to do things. So to see Tabor have to roll things back in Michigan, uh, it's, it's kind of an odd one. It's a sad state of affairs for Michigan. Sorry, our neighbors to the north. I don't do Tabor just yet because all my friends that have Tabor, it appears to me that they spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month on Tabor, and I don't want to fall in that trap where I'm like, this looks good, that looks good. I've had a few beers. I'll take three of these, four of these. Yeah, you know, I'll be like Spalding and Caddyshack. <laughs> You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> I do like my single section at the liquor store, though. Like going in there and just buying a couple of singles. Yeah. But just the stuff that we can get. Not, I mean, stuff that comes from out of state is cool and whatnot. But, um, yeah. Sorry about that. That's too bad. So you're going to so, end news and notes on a sad note. I'm going to end news and notes. Yeah, I apologize. Wah, wah, wah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, on behalf of... Zach, myself, the millions of Music to My Beers fans listening here in Mishawaka and South Bend and Elkhart, we're grateful for every one of you. Go Buccaneers. Woo! Cheers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.